I want to see what that dad bod can do out there. Not buying your banjos around the campfire. Shove them up your ass. It's football and other F words. And what is this last week of April? And we're like recording two days before the draft. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I know that like half this podcast is going to be irrelevant by Thursday night, but you know what? Suck it. This is what you subscribe to when you listen to our podcast. And if you haven't turned us off already, happy to be with you. Hello, and this Zach. is why you should make us appointment listening at, you know, when the podcast comes out, don't wait until like Monday. Like I got a tech, I got a tweet today that said someone like, Man, you really, you really had me laughing when uh, you said Moderna was a day three. Uh, he had a day three grade on Moderna, Mel Kiper. <laughs> and I'm thinking, dude, you're just now getting to the podcast. Like, you got to bump us up the list. Yeah, bump us up. At least, like, get us it. Like, what do we get this podcast to? Wednesday Wednesdays. morning? Wednesday yeah. morning, 7 a.m. It should be on the Get piece. us in by Friday afternoon, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason for people to still be listening and, like, Bonafide bro was like two episodes behind. Emily, like get you get your guys' lives together. Order, order is what it what do they say? Like what the order is the mother of all things that make your life well or something. I don't think that's how it goes, but it's pretty close. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) If you don't if you don't have me at my worst, you can't have me at my best, or I don't know. I'm it's just go look at a TJ Maxx pillow, and that's what we're trying exactly. to get Exactly. Um, Zach, is this the most boring NFL draft? I mean, is it not? I feel like it's the most don't... boring. Okay, I, this is not tied to the boring piece, I guess, but, like, I had to really search today to find an actual picture of what the stage looks like in front of the fountain in Vegas. Well, isn't I mean, there's just, the most boring draft is also in probably what should be the most exciting city. Yeah. yeah. But where's I, the mystery? Like, are we are we really are we really enthralled with what's happening in the top three picks? Are we really enthralled even what's with what what's happening with the Titans? Because it seems to me more people want to talk about Ryan Tannehill social media posts or you put out stupid mocks than actually talk about anything of substance. Like. But that goes everywhere. I feel like everything is just boring, right? Well, let's Am attack it. From, let's attack it from two different angles. Is yeah. it boring to just Titans fans, and is it boring to regular NFL fans? Because, and my the the answer I was trying to come up with for NFL fans is, was the off season pre draft a little too exciting? Did they fire off too many fireworks? And now there's this like, um. I was going to say something really disgusting and I'm not going to say it now that what's that time period between when you have sex and you're ready to have sex again. This is gross. I don't know why I'm saying this, but anyways, uh, refractory period. God damn it. I just said it anyway. Uh, said it anyway. Is it, are we in the refractory period of too much? Yeah, we said it sex? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case because you remember last year was the same thing. <laughs> You know, we had no refractory period through uh, all of last year, but we still had an exciting offseason of yeah. free agents and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. And to me, I almost think that it's just a lack of top quarterback prospects 
and I think it's a lack of storyline. Like there's the 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 teams at the top of the draft. You know, when you look at the top three teams, you're looking at even the top four. They technically all have a quarterback, right? When is the last time that that's happened in a long time where all top four picks do have their quarterbacks? So it's just it's an odd situation to be in because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, so the Texans are kind of like you look on Twitter, right? Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Tom Pelissero, all these people are trying to make the draft interesting. And they deserve their do- their money and their salaries just for this draft alone because you have Ian Rappaport talking about, oh, the Texans have the uh, the the most exciting pick of the draft because they, they picked the in the third. But they could they go edge? Could they go offensive tackle? Could they go cornerback? Is that sexy? Is that exciting? Like from an NFL (laughs) from an NFL standpoint, who do you tune into? Because now you have NBC's got something, Amazon I think has got something, NFL Network, uh, a I think even ABC has something, WKRN has something. Everybody has a draft show on every freaking channel. So where do you even want to tune in at this point? Who has the expert that you want to listen to? I think it's just gotten this year the the talent does not match the production. And I think that's where we're at. I'm I'm more interested in just the silly spectacle. Are they going to fire the fountain off every time there's a pick? If they do, is it going to scare the shit out of people? Because the thing is loud from the street. Will it be different colors? So, you know, for the teams that are picking. So like, you know, Good if it's green, Kelly green lights, you know, flashing up behind. I'm kind of just more interested in in the spectacle. You're just there for the pageant. I am. The I'm there for I'm there for the pageantry <laughs> at this point because I and again I guess now I have to roll into viewing it from the you know viewership of a Titans fan. I'm at I'm that point pro, you're just there for the Twitter uh, response, right? Well, I'm certainly <laughs> there for that because we're going to get into potential you know like what the Titans could possibly do at this point, but like. I, I don't I, I don't necessarily think the Titans need a quarterback this year. Tannehill's gonna have to be addressed at some point. But at that, I, I just I'm I'm on a bit of a downward, I, I'm at the bottom of the parabola of Titans news right now. I'm still sore, cha- you know, chapped ass over the way the Titans ended their their postseason. And I don't really kind of care who they draft right now. No, that's terrible to say, but I kind of don't. I don't really care. You know, you could use a Celsius. I hear that those are good at recharging the batteries. <laughs> they're, but, they're excellent. Now, tell you what they're not good at. They're not good at thinking, timing. is this the appropriate <laughs> time to post this? Yeah, we're going to get to that shit in a minute. But, uh, but you know, when it comes to, I, I know there are Titans fans who are adamant that either the Titans are going to draft a quarterback or need to draft a quarterback, but also, um, you're going to have Titans fans are going to be pissed off either way, right? Either right. the either the Titans draft a quarterback, and then that segment of fans is like, "Oh, here we go. We got to get him in the game as soon as possible because Tannehill fucking sucks and he's got to go." <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're going to Tannehill benched by week one, <laughs> right? Or you're going to have the other side, which is the Titans don't draft a quarterback, 
And then you're going to have probably the same group of people who could be like, oh my God, the Titans don't know what they're doing. John Robinson is screwing up again. He's not even trying to go after a quarterback. They're so convinced that this bum Tannehill is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. I, I think that's kind of where I'm standing at. And it's like, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm hypothesizing on shit, but I don't think I'm quite wrong on it. But no, I, you I think you're all those right. factors. I don't care. <laughs> I don't well, care. and then you got to look at, okay, what if they go offensive linemen? Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe we have the answer to what Dylan Radens is, but everybody's going to be like, well, offensive line isn't a plus position. So then you're going to have people mad about that. And then if it's like Trevor Penning, then people are going to say, oh, well, this guy's a shitty pass protector, even though he's only allowed two sacks the last two years in college uh, playing all these games. And... Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, Tyler Smith, I think the the whole Twitter world will implode. Titans Twitter will implode if it's Tyler Smith. I think he's the most uh, reviled actual potential first round pick of the entire draft. Um, and me included, I will be sorely upset at Tyler Smith because at the beginning of the year, he's a third round pick. And now all of a sudden he's a first round pick because looking at my notes. Oh, no reason. It just happened to be an offensive <laughs> tackle. So I, I think I think people who are setting themselves up for wide receiver are going to be sorely disappointed or underwhelmed because if they do draft a wide receiver, it's not going to be the, any of the top five wide receivers because those are all going to be gone. And you're going to be stuck with uh, some loser that shouldn't even be in the first round. In, in my opinion... This draft is just, it's, we're kind of at a point with the Titans that there is no overly sexy pick that they can make that's going to have this fan base super excited. That is a feasible pick. If now, if one of the Ohio State wide receivers or Traylon Burks or, you know, um, Jamison Williams, they fall to the to 26, then yeah, boom, you are going to have fireworks. You're going to have people taking their shirts off. It's going to be like Mardi Gras on Twitter. I just don't think that's very realistic at the end of the day. So you're either going to get like Zion Johnson, which makes sense, or you're going to get a quarterback, which makes sense. And you're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I just don't think there's that pick, right? There's not a, it just seems like we're all just going through the motions for this draft is kind of what I feel like. I feel like, you're seeing the same stuff asked over and over, the same stuff talked about over and over. And it's way more prevalent in this draft class because, again, it is the most boring draft ever, but it's also the most divisive among Titans fans, I feel like, too. Yes. I, I, feel, I, I feel like just nobody agrees on anything. Like, you may have one person in your corner, but then you're, in, you're fighting off 30 people. Here's what I want for maximum Titans fan diarrhea. I love it. No quarterback drafted. Okay. Titans drafted no linemen in the first round. Of course, they don't pick again until the third. They pick a wide receiver in the third who nobody agrees with. Nobody likes. Immediately, people are shitting all over his comps. And then they spend nothing with the rest of the draft just picking defense just so I could just see Titans Twitter come apart. We drafted too much defense, waited too long to get a wide receiver. And we didn't we draft a tight no end. Line in, the first. In, yes. in your scenario, we didn't even draft a tight end. Exactly. We didn't even draft a tight end. And here's why. Because I want the tight end screaming. I want... 
we didn't sign AJ. Oh, wait, I should have thrown in that AJ's not getting his contract signed before the draft. Right. So, no, they didn't sign AJ yet. We drafted a wide receiver in the third round who's from Michigan State University or something and is not very good. And I just, I want, I want maximum. And none of the defenders can be, and none of the players can be University of Tennessee players. That that also adds to the chaos because if they draft a University of Tennessee player, then most people will just be happy just because they did that. So I would like that so I can see about every week, a um, probably multiple times a week, a tweet about that player not being a part of the Titans. Like that's that's the dream. If I could if I could just see Trey Smith tweets for the rest of my life, it would be great. Because I mean, people got to get over the Trey Smith thing at this point. It's 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 they can't. They're not drafting him this year. So they didn't draft him last year. They're not going to draft him this year. They're probably not going to draft Cade Mays. I think Velas Jones and and Alante Taylor are possible, but you know they may just you know, those guys may get drafted beforehand. And and to be honest, sometimes it's okay to pass on University of Tennessee football players because a lot of the times, none of them do anything in the pros. Zach, I get my pot shot in on the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's assume that you work a job that the, the, the place or the venue or whatever is open seven days a week. Okay. You work Monday through Friday. You post a tweet on Saturday morning that is you fishing and it's sponsored by Realtree Camo or something like that. <laughs> Do the fans of your workplace or your work, your work associates have the right to shit talk you for posting on your day off? By the way, the picture is not date stamped, nor does your tweet say anything about it is today, Saturday, April, whatever. I'm on my day off and I'm posting this. Look, everybody has the right to say what they want to say. But we have the right to tell you that what you're saying, which is your God-given right, is fucking stupid. And I am so <laughs> sick. I am so sick. Just leave the... First off, let, let's break it down here. So it's Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, he has now put out two tweets. And he's put out three tweets since uh the super bowl and oh he's put out a one for coach frable but there was uh there's been two tweets three tweets two of them are celsius tweets by the way so and then the other one is this stupid video where he's talking to his wife like anybody gives a shit listen (laughs) (laughs) i think at this point people have to realize that ryan Tannehill is not on twitter reading your tweets he is not AJ Brown. He's not Taylor Lewan. He's not Will Compton. He's not even Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byard, who are obviously name searching as well. There is, he probably doesn't even know the password to his Twitter account at this point. Exactly. So, someone has taken these and putting them up, and then they probably don't even have, listen, they probably don't even have their notifications on. So you guys are just pissing into the wind at this point when you comment on a Ryan Tannehill tweet. I am just, I don't know what else people expect of him. I understand what people, if they truly believe it, I don't know, but I understand what the media apparently expects of them. I think some of the media 
you know, are sensationalizing for the sake of sensationalizing. We'll get into what Corked Bat said because I think it's the most spot on parody of local media that I have ever seen in my life. But at this point, Ryan Tannehill does not give a shit about you. And we have said this over and over. <laughs> These players really don't give a shit about you. And Ryan Tannehill obviously doesn't. He doesn't check his Twitter. He's more of an Instagram guy based on what I've seen. But even then, that's probably his wife taking the pictures and handling the Instagram. And let me tell you something. They're probably really smart, and they don't have their notifications on. Because at some point, you just don't – you would have to turn off your notifications. I do it on a few tweets that I get tagged in. Just turn off my notifications. But this is the Titans restraining order of the week. And this isn't just for the anti-Tannehill crowd. This is for the pro Tannehill crowd. I'm just going to read some of these replies, right? I'm just going through. Bro, no. I hope you don't throw 50 interceptions this upcoming season. The fuck? This is under the, um, the talking to his wife one. I speak for all Titans fans when I say you deserve one more year. We know you'll perform above average in the regular season, but you have to show up in the playoffs. Love you, Tanny. That's my quarterback. Let's go. Can't wait to see you holding up that Super Bowl trophy in less than a year. Um, let's see. Tannehill's worst habits is throwing away playoff football games with interceptions, which why don't you just say throwing interceptions in playoff games? Like that was a whole weirdly worded tweet. Uh, one guy says, miss you on the Dolphins. <laughs> I speak for all Titans fans <laughs> when I say we need you at quarterback for the next seven seasons. You're our quarterback one, and you deserve to be for, here forever. We love you, Ryan. And let me say this. This guy actually says, and you deserve to be forever. So, you know, hope, hopefully Tannehill can live forever. Uh, let's see. Make sure Ryan Tannehill has enough time to get ready and drink her coffee this Mother's Day. I don't fuck is that what? going on here? Yeah, that's weird. The, I believe Tannehill will have a major chip on his shoulder. And then, um, I mean, these are just, they're on both sides of the aisle. And at this point, fucking just leave the social media manager alone. At this point, that's who you're annoying. You're annoying someone that's getting paid because Tannehill is not reading these. Maybe Lauren Tannehill is, or Laura, I don't know. If, yeah, Lauren Tannehill is. But again, she's probably not going to run into her husband and telling him every little mean thing that you've said or every little nice thing that you said. At, at this point, you guys just have to let the man be. Fans I, and media at this point. I like this one right here. He, he is capitalized. He got to support his guys by throwing the ball to his guys and not the other teams, teams plural. That Celsius, Celsius endorsement ain't throwing the ball. This is what kills me right here, okay? Are you not allowed to have multiple sources of income when you're an athlete? Like, fans don't allow athletes to have multiple sources of anything. We've gone over this before about, and actually, I think it's Bustin' with the Boys has done a real good job of addressing this on their podcast, too. What's one of the first things that comes out when something happens with Taylor Wan, right? Well, if he wasn't recording a podcast, his attentions weren't divided, he wouldn't be pancaking on the field or whatever. It, do you not think that people are able to do multiple things at a time? And also, do you think athletes are only just working the fuck out all the time? That's all they do. They don't sleep. They don't eat. They just press iron and throw footballs. And, and, and I go back to what we originally started off with. 
we don't know when this picture was taken. Right. We have no idea when this picture could have been taken on February 20th. You don't know. I mean, so I go to this. I, I, I will pivot to this piece and only allow a small caveat, which is I said last week emphatically that if, you, if you're an athlete and you're the one personally who's on social media, why? This is an example, I think, pretty clearly of an athlete who is not on social media and is allowing a social media manager to put out content for them, in this case, sponsored content. I do think that there's his social media manager is slacking and not doing any favor because, and look, I don't know his agreement with Celsius. I'm sure they have a certain number of tweets or whatever they're going to put out. <laughs> what this looks like to me is they're getting to the end of the quarter or they're in the middle of the quarter. And they're like, oh, fuck, we've got like eight tweets. I got to work in. I got to start banging these fuckers out. But his social media manager is not doing him any favors. He, whoever this person was, should also be able to read the room as far as the conversation around Ryan and, and maybe put this out when local media is not harping up and down about, Oh, you know, off season workouts and off season programs are underway. And these are the people that aren't there. So, and again, but that is such a small caveat that it's almost not even worth bringing up. And Zach is exactly right, which is pro or con if you're getting into the mentions to discuss this, A, you're wasting your time because whoever the social media manager is, is probably not even clicking on that little alarm bell icon. I bet it says 4 million updates and they're just like, dude, I'm not clicking on that. I'm just going to go right to the Celsius tweet and, and we're just out. But what are you doing? You're just talking into the wind at this point. You're just literally just standing at the corner of Maine and Maine and screaming into the air. Just stop. Well, it's also funny to me in that the sense that you what is what just what is the point because you know what's interesting to me everybody harped on him not throwing or throwing to practice squad wide receivers which uh, over the offseason like because the mason kinsey put out a post right so everybody harped on him on that i don't hear any of the media members so far on monday and tuesday having talked about what Jim Wyatt said in his mailbag, where he specifically said Ryan Tannehill has been throwing AJ Brown down in Florida. <laughs> Where's everybody talking about his leadership and about him being on the same page with the star wide receiver now, but Hey, he still has a thrown to Austin Hooper, which makes me really question Austin Hooper's leadership. Why isn't he down in Florida? You know, why is nobody questioning Austin Hooper's really uh, leadership, which I'm not seriously doing. Because I don't give a shit about what happens in April. Unless unless they are getting drunk and murdering people, what they fucking do in April does not matter to what happens in the Titans season. Not to mention, and again, I I don't want to say one thing and then try to parry, you know, parry with an example that's more egregious or anything like that. But I'll throw out there that I think fans and you know, the one I just read about that Celsius endorse, endorsement ain't throwing the ball. Uh, not surprisingly, his Twitter name is the Marcus Mariota translator. But a lot of fans forget that Marcus used to look for every opportunity he could to go back to the West Coast. Sometimes in the middle of the season during a bye week or, you know, if they had a Thursday night game. And I, that is his prerogative. He, he had every opportunity to do that, and he did it. And if that's how he was able to stay in touch with, you know, close friends and family by going to the West Coast, he had every opportunity to do that. But is that not the same thing? Is that not the same thing of, well, why isn't he spending the 
uh, instead of the offseason? Why isn't he spending the bye week? Why isn't he spending downtime throwing to his wide receivers? Why is he running out to the West Coast? There may have been talk about that when when he was going, and I'm not going to try to you know resurrect that shit. But if you're so hyped about player A, you you can't then turn around and set up a separate set of rules for player B, which is why I keep saying to make this all simple instead of trying to remember that shit, just stop fucking being obsessed with what athletes are doing in their free time. Get off social media and go outside. I, I wish I wouldn't have clicked this because this is, <laughs> this is such a mind-blowing thing. And I'm going to call them out. A to Z Sports literally wrote a post because in that video where he's talking to his wife, they ask him, what teammate do you want to answer to babysit your kids? He said A.J. Brown, and she agreed. They wrote a whole article. Ryan Tannehill proves he was has tight relationship with A.J. Brown in latest social media posts and breaks down that and uses that as an example to shows that they their relationship is in good standing. That's all ever anybody needs to know. And that's of course by Zach Reagan, who writes like 35 articles a day. What are we doing here, people? <laughs> like <laughs> what are we really breaking down a fucking Kendra Scott video? I mean, did I mean what are we doing here? And uh, this is this is insane. Is a, that's an insane article to write for a sports website, in my opinion. Like, that is just literally insane. Boy, I, um, <laughs> and this is the problem, and it goes, and, and we're, we're ultimately part of the problem if we want to try to be media, but I just, I'm so tired of the sport and the fans demand content so God damn it, we're going to find whatever it is and stretch the thinnest line out of inventing content. And that is all this is. Right. You're just feeding into, Zach's about to play some fantastic audio, which is such a wonderful parody of this whole situation. But when you're getting in the comments of athletes and adding to this shit show, you're the one who's help. You're helping propel this just whirlpool of garbage that we're stuck in with off season content manufacturing. Zach, just go into it so I can laugh. Oh, we're back. Welcome back into 1033, the sideline. We were talking about who else other than Ryan Tannehill, yeah. or as Big Raz likes to call him, crying over the hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I call him. That's what oh, I call Oh, man, <laughs> I tell you what, I've had it up to here with that's this guy. I, I mean, can you believe this guy? Ugh. The gall of him to use social media. Mm-hmm. Just completely tone deaf. Just posting yeah. literally anything to social media uh-huh. when he should be at voluntary workouts. Hey, didn't you miss the company? Even though I chose not to go to the company <laughs> outing at the minor league baseball game okay. last week. Yeah. I mean, this man posted a photo to social media and it makes me sick. This is coming from a guy who works in sports talk radio, which means my social media game is already probably horrendous. <laughs> social media, you know, it's the devil. It's the devil. That's why I'm, that's why I'm I mean, not on it. He's fishing on a boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Last I checked, voluntary OTAs weren't happening at sea, Captain. And sure, it was a sponsored post, meaning that photo was probably taken weeks ago, but just posted now. But the optics are terrible. So he posts this photo of him fishing on a boat. 
Are you kidding me? And it looks like some sort of sponsored post with some sort of drink. I don't know. I didn't look into it because I work in sports talk radio and always choose to do the bare minimum amount of work. But he looks like he's more interested in becoming a fisherman than a franchise quarterback. Fishing. Like he's starring in a new slasher movie or something. I know what you did last season. (laughs) I know what you did last season. And we all know what you did last season, Ryan. You You murdered the Titans' chances. (laughs) And, And the caption on the photo says something like, recharged so what you're a battery now what are you what are you the energizer bunny you just keep going and going and oh, going i remember that buddy. because we know you're not a franchise quarterback otherwise you just keep throwing and throwing and throwing it makes me sick that a quarterback would take off time from his job at a time right now where it's the slowest and this is coming from a sports talk radio host who takes off two weeks in july every year when there's nothing to talk about and i have to use even the slightest bit of creativity yeah. i mean he should be working non-stop yeah. and posting about it every single time he does because I'm a radio show host and I feel entitled to this sort of intel. If he's posting literally anything other than working out, why? Clearly he's not focused on getting Mm -hmm. better. That's right. That's what I took away from this one word captioned photo posted to social media. Social media. The only media he'll talk to, I guess, which is probably where this all stems from. Me being butthurt that we can't land an interview with him, even though I'm bashing him every single day on the radio. So why would he come on anyway? He needs to be more like the true leaders of this team, like Derrick Henry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Who also didn't show up to voluntary workouts and who also posted a paid advertisement tweet for a protein powder sold exclusively at Walmart. Exclusively at Walmart. I mean, what is he doing? I'll tell you what he's doing. He's wasting time when he should be working. He's being lazy. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how I'm going to spend the rest of my show today talking about a single tweet. I mean, fishing in the offseason when he has off time from work? That's despicable. I mean, what's next, huh? What, is he going to post a photo with his family? I I bet this guy would rather cuddle with his children than throw out routes to Mason Kinsey. You're really letting him have it today. I mean, this guy clearly doesn't want to work. And coming up next, we're going to open up the phone lines to get your reaction. Call now. So I can sit back on my own show and let you do all the talking. Let's see those phone lines light up. It's just utterly disgusting that this man would have the nerve to post a sponsored post to social media. He's focused on tweeting. It's like all he cares about is making money. And with that said, let me tell you about my friends over at Bob Thompson Chevrolet. I tell you what, they just put me in a brand new Chevy Malibu, and this thing drives like a dream. It's so spot on. It's so spot on. The piece about, I'm sorry for our media friends who are about to hear this, and you may never listen to me again, but Jim Rome, before he went to just complete downhill tripe, used to say all the time that if you hear someone saying, calls, 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 no one takes more calls than I do. They're lazy, they're unprepared, and they need you to call in to drive their shit-ass show. It's spot on. That's beautiful audio. And that is, if you tuned into multiple shows over the last few days, that's exactly what you heard. And and it's just, again. And it's just not just local, because they're, you know, they're the ones that talk about the Titans that are national, too, that do the same thing. I mean, they're almost everybody was doing it. Luckily, I was on Buck's show, and we just made fun of everybody else. So that was on Friday. But other than that, I mean, everybody, for, when you go see who all's tagged in that tweet by Corked Bats, K-O-R-K-E-D Bats on Twitter, go see that tweet. You'll see who everybody knows who talks like that, who that's about. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful piece of audio and, and it's spot on. People don't don't be part of, of the shit pinwheel of self-manufacturing news stories that unfortunately the media, local, national, and otherwise 
have to do this time of year because they run out of stuff to talk about. I, I just don't play into that and don't be the guy or girl who gets on Twitter and feels like you either have to give a half handy jam to an athlete or just tear them a piece. No one cares. No one wants to hear your opinion. Just move on. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's time for everybody to move on. The next time you talk to Ryan Tanhill, you're not going to get any straight answer out of them that you're going to like anyway. So you might as well just fucking throw your hands up in the air and just pray that he gets this team to that. He rebounds and he becomes 2019, 2020. And, and if you, and if he doesn't, you better root this team gets you a quarterback in this draft. We kind of got into it during the, during the first piece about the draft, but I, I got to ask you again, before we move on to some F1 stuff, what's your, um, draft prediction for the titans um we could just go first couple of rounds you know what what do you feel like the titans are going to start off with picking um and then i'll even ask you what do you who would you like to see the titans pick i i think that i don't think the board and that's what i'm really struggling with uh i have on on thursday i'll have my final mock draft my final first round mock draft with also my seven round predictions for the for the titans but I struggle right now in the first round really finding the players that fall to the Titans that they want to fall to them. Because right now, they want a wide receiver or one of the two interior offensive linemen and maybe Trevor Penning to fall to them at 26. And I just don't think that's going to happen. And in that case, I think what's more likely to happen is two scenarios on, on Thursday. You're going to either... Their uh, quarterbacks, the only quarterbacks that are going to go are going to be uh, Malik Willis and maybe Kenny Pickett before them. So when they pick a 26, they can either pick their guy, which is probably Desmond Ritter, in my opinion, or they are going to have teams calling them to, tr- to trade up to get their guy. And that's, I think, what ideally that is what the Titans want. I think they want to trade out of the first round. That seems to be the case every year, and they never have a chance to do it, but I think this is the year to do it. However, if they stuck and p- picked at 26 because they have their quarterback one, and I really think that at the end of the day, Desmond Ritter is going to be the pick of 26. Now, does that excite me? Yeah. I mean, is it the is it is it good for year later on? Sure. Is Desmond Ritter my QB one? No, I prefer Sam Howe. And you know what's going to make me happy? If it's Traylon Burks or Chris Olavi or um, Jameson Williams. It, those would make me happy. Those would make me excited. Those would get my Jimmy's rustling and all that kind of stuff, whatever you want to say. That's going to have me woohoo in on the live video broadcast this Thursday with Easton Freeze on Broadway Sports. So make sure you turn that on with James. Um, I don't even know his last uh, James Lofton. That doesn't sound Maybe. right. You might know better than I do. I, I should probably look at the graphic. I should have pulled it up. Uh, no flags filmed and Ryan uh, from Coach's Corner. Those that would get me excited. Desmond Ritter gets me excited because I get to go around and tell everybody I told you they fucking wanted a quarterback and they got their quarterback. <laughs> I am excited for a different reason. If it's a quarterback. Um, I think my second preference is Zion Johnson. And I, I know that's again, unsexy, but 
We'll see. I, I think I think Cole Strange in the third is ideally a target that they would want to get. The him or Dylan Parm. I think in the fourth, you look at guys like Bo Melton. You look at your wide receivers, the tight ends like Kate Otten, Jelani Woods. Those kinds of guys are wide receiver tight end. You can get two picks in the fourth round, get both of those guys. I think that George Pickens is going to fall further. There's character concerns coming out about him. And then again, do you really want to take a Georgia wide receiver or Georgia player that has character concerns through the pre-draft process? Um, His talent definitely is a lot different than Isaiah Wilson, in my opinion, but we'll see. I think that in the fifth, I think in the rest of the way, if you go offense in those first four picks, the rest of the way you should go defense and you should feel comfortable doing so. And if you're looking for my predictions, I'm going to have to disappoint you right now because I don't have one. <laughs> do you have what? Obviously, you told us your your uh, <clears throat> your chaos. Your preferred mode right. is chaos. Is there a receiver or is there a player that that could get you excited, or you just you're just here for the chaos and or the pageantry? I'm not necessarily, I mean, I, I am there for the pageantry. I, I say tongue cheek that I'm there for the chaos because obviously I want the Titans to try to do the best thing possible for them, but. Um, I would actually like to see a wide receiver that the Titans want and could use. And it would be great to see a wide receiver come out of this to where you're going into the new season thinking, damn, we have two big weapons. Um, obviously I'm referencing, you know, AJ Brown. So that's kind of what I would like to see. I really would like to see the Titans go after a wide receiver if possible, but I'm telling you, I think they're going to pick a lineman. And just everyone's going to freak out. And I don't even think that's worth freaking out over. I mean, it's, you know, the Titans could certainly use someone for the offensive line. But, you know, again, it's just going to play back into the narrative of, you know, we pick X number of O-linemen in the first round and it just doesn't play out. But, uh, again, I'm there more for kind of the pageantry and the spectacle. And just honestly, I'm still, even though I'm sitting here bemoaning the whole, does the NFL have to be a 24-7, 365-day-a-year news cycle i'll take any form of football i can get from the nfl uh so yeah i'll crack open a beer and watch it well let's what about that f1 this weekend talk about boring <laughs> yeah it was you know and i had just the spent, fellowship was great the fellowship was great I, but i i had spent in inside of our our chat uh, chat group with friends talking about that I thought Imola might actually be a little bit more entertaining this year um, because of two things. A, hopefully it wasn't going to rain a lot, which the rain, you know, there was rain during qualifying, but it, you know, thankfully it let up during the race. Um, but unfortunately it was not particularly entertaining. Uh, your, your final lineup, Verstappen wins, Sergio Perez two. So you got Red Bull one and two. Lando Norris comes in third. But the gap between Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen was 16 seconds. Lando Norris finished 34 seconds behind Perez. So your your top five or six, the gaps of of time that was between them was quite a bit. There wasn't a ton of excitement, even in the middle of the field, which we've seen leading up uh, to this race. Really about the most exciting thing that came out of it. The sprint race was was quite entertaining um, on, on Saturday leading up to it. But the most entertaining quote-unquote piece if you want to call it i know one of our listeners v love does not find it entertaining is that uh toto wolf gave an interview afterwards and, and f1 put on their website about he's basically saying the w13 car is not championship worthy 
and that it's, you know, kind of despicable that they're having to drive it and that it's not working out. I mean, Mercedes is not bashful in bashing their own car and it is not driving well. Mercedes is well off the pace with, with Lewis's car. Although George Russell is both keeping himself in the top five in point standings for the drivers championship. And he's been right off, you know, um, right off the lead relatively in close in the last several races. So the most entertaining piece out of it is the unfortunate side of, of Mercedes, but yeah, it's a pretty boring race. That's about yeah. all there is to it. Well, we got Miami coming up on mother's day at two 30 PM. That should be fun. And look at this McLaren has some awesome Miami McLaren branded gear available on their shop on their website. So I'm looking at Haas, nothing. Like, come on, come on, F1. Give me some merchandise for this Miami thing for someone other than McLaren. I would like to see some Haas Miami merchandise. And now that you just said that uh, the Miami race is on Mother's Day, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I have not yeah. put two and two together that same day. So no, I will not be in attendance of fellowship that day. I, that's, I will definitely have to be at my mother's house. But uh, the fellowship for this race, a lot of fun. I got a plan. You got a plan. We all come to your mom's house for, for the F1 fellowship. <laughs> she would actually probably enjoy that more than you think. She would probably actually enjoy having a lot more people over there instead of just the usual group of my brother and I. But um, fellowship at Nobles this past weekend for the Amola race was great. We were we were there at 8 a.m. Buck showed up at about 945. <laughs> but uh, Zach was kind enough to bring everybody breakfast and spread it out on the bar so that people could grab stuff. We had Bloody Marys. We got to watch the race. Um, good time. And and again, what's great about F1 is by the time you watch a race and it's done, it's like 10, 15, 10, 20. You can go out and enjoy the rest of your day after that. It's it's uh, it's nice. So we'll put another fellowship together. Or we'll V-Love is really the one putting them together. We'll advertise it out there and make sure we get it together. But yeah, F1, we're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Well, That's going to do it for us. Well, hold on. I do need oh. to tell people. Starting this Thursday and then every Monday and Thursday is a football show with oh. me and Braden Gall, 1 p.m. live. We're going to be covering stuff up here. Look, after Buck's show, just turn right over to YouTube and listen to our show, then go back and listen to whatever garbage you listen to on local radio. Just make sure to tune in at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be on YouTube. It will be podcasts in podcast format as well, but come on to YouTube, chat with us, talk with us. Listen, we already know, I've seen some of Braden's tweets uh, this Tuesday afternoon. I'm already getting ammo to just totally bash him on Thursday. So, you know, this will probably, being that it's live, being that it's on video, you're going to get a lot of gifable moments or gifable moments, whichever one you prefer, and maybe some memes out of it. Because I am, this is going to be just friendly discourse 24-7. There will be some arguments because me and Braden do disagree on a lot of topics. And then on Thursday night and Friday night, for the entire first round and rounds two to three on Friday, will be on the Broadway YouTube channel and No Flag Film YouTube channel, the NFL Draft Live Show by Broadway with Easton Freeze, James Foster, Zach Lyons, and Ryan Watson. And that will be on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And that's going to be... Uh, so basically, it's... Uh, remember two weeks ago where I was on like every podcast uh, that was known to man, it felt like. 
now you're going to have me even more this week. <laughs> and at least, and you can look at my face. So I'm sure that we'll be able to tune everybody in. If you want good reactions when a draft pick is made, there is nothing better than me totally bashing the pick after it's made. Because <laughs> I did it about Monty Rice last year, and I'm usually three sheets to the wind. So it's always good TV. Remember how pissed off you were when the Titans picked Jeffrey Simmons? Yes. And don't forget Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> There's a whole podcast of me just bashing Isaiah Wilson and bashing Mike over that <laughs> Isaiah Wilson pick for at least 10 minutes after the first round. And who is right, motherfuckers? This guy's right. You pivoted out of that Simmons piece so hard. You know what? I deserve it, though, because I'm trying to cut your legs off before you can even advertise any of that. You had a solid 120 seconds of promos, and I'm just like, well, we're done. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but we are actually done now. It's football and yeah, other F-words. We have given you 43 minutes of content today. We couldn't quite make it to an hour. But you know why? It's because you're not going to listen to this after like 72 hours. Or For those of you that are three weeks behind, you're just now catching up. I'm sorry that we cut you short today, but you kind of deserve it. Um, again, light, rate, review, subscribe, share with friends. Let people, you know, that you listen to us or don't. Tell people you hate us, but as long as they tune in, we get the listens anyway. It's football and other F-words. You have just been effed. A Broadway sports media production.